Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? Dunkin's cold K-cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. And of course, they're packed with the Dunkin' flavor you crave. Brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, strengthening storm. Hurricane Fiona, now a Category 4, heading toward Bermuda after barreling through Turks and Caicos. And we get a clearer picture of the cleanup underway in Puerto Rico. Plus, Al's tracking a new storm that could threaten the Gulf. Then, flu fighters, health officials raising concerns about a possible surge of cases this season. So what can we expect and what can we do to stay healthy? The details just ahead. Plus, Roger over and out. We're walking out into the arena. Mm-hmm. Are you going to miss this moment? Everyone, Roger! Yeah. <laughs> Our exclusive interview with Roger Federer after announcing his retirement from tennis. Is it one of those things where they say sometimes there's the stages of grief? Did you feel all those feelings? Yes, all of it, and also the ones where I don't want to deal with it. I just don't want to think about it, don't talk to me about it. What he's saying about changing the game over his decades-long career, prioritizing family over sport, and shutting down rumors of a potential return. You know, unretiring is a thing now. No, no, I am definitely done. I know that, yeah. Our full conversation just ahead. And bringing the drama, Tyler Perry is here with a sneak peek at his new movie, Decades in the Making. But he's saying about the dramatic new project, the first screenplay he ever wrote as the star stops by Studio 1A today, Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. Visiting the Big Apple. From the Apple capital of the world. Wenatchee, Washington. From York, PA. Today's my beautiful wife's birthday. From Laramie, Wyoming. Celebrating our 46th anniversary. Good morning to our fellow teachers at Capitol Midland High School. In Ona, West Virginia. On a mother-daughter trip from Brighton, Florida. Shout out to our fellow nurses. And healthcare workers. Back in Central Washington. High school sweethearts. From San Jose. Married 20 years today. Lovely. Lots to celebrate with folks out on our plaza Wednesday morning. It's good to have you along with us. Halfway there. Almost to the weekend. Yeah. Let's get to your news. 8 o'clock. And in the face of mounting casualties and battlefield setbacks in Ukraine, Russian President Vladimir Putin today ordered a call-up of military reserves. The initial phase, he says, will bolster Russia's armed forces with an extra 300,000 troops. During a rare address to his nation overnight, Putin also backed plans to annex occupied portions of Ukraine along Russia's border. And he hinted that Russia could use nuclear weapons if necessary to prevent Ukraine and its allies from trying to retake those areas. Meantime, Hurricane Fiona strengthened overnight to a Category 4 storm and headed toward Bermuda after slamming Turks and Caicos with 125-mile-an-hour winds. Earlier, it left more than a million people in the Dominican Republic without running water, knocked out power to most of Puerto Rico. Al's got the latest on Fiona's path, along with a possible new threat here uh, in the Gulf Coast in the coming days. Hey, Al. Hey, guys. Good morning. This just in from the National Hurricane Center, the 8 o'clock update. Uh, right now, it is still a Category 4. You can see the well-defined eye. 700 miles southwest of Bermuda with 130-mile-per-hour winds slowed up a bit, moving north at 8 miles per hour. The tropical forest winds extend out about 150 
miles from that. So Bermuda will see those winds, but the 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 path has shifted a little further west. So they'll see two to four inches of rain and some strong wind gusts, and that'll be about it. And then it moves, makes its way up into Canada, possibly strongest ever to hit there. We're going to be looking, though, along the east coast, hazardous beast conditions right on into Friday with rough surf and rip currents. This second system, it'll be Hermione if it comes in, is right now invest a 98L, a 90% development in the next five days. This is the development zone south of Puerto Rico and Haiti. And as we put the what we call the spaghetti models, all these models together, you can, the predominant ones, bring it up through the Caribbean Sea and maybe up into the Gulf of Mexico. We'll be watching that all, all the way through the weekend and into the beginning of next week. Guys? All right, Al. Thanks, buddy. Meanwhile, this morning, health officials are raising some concerns about a possible surge in flu cases after a relatively mild season last year. So what can we expect and how can you stay healthy this year? NBC medical contributor Dr. Natalie Azar is here to walk us through it. Always good to see you. So let's just start there. I mean, should, should everyone be running out to get the flu vaccine right now? You know, Craig, now I, I think it's time that people should start getting it. You know, technically speaking, the CDC says by the end of October. But what we're concerned about, and we talk about this a lot, we follow the Southern Hemisphere. Australia had a, such a bad season, but it also started early and it peaked a little bit more quickly than normal. Our season usually peaks sort of around that, you know, December to February time. Uh-huh. And timing it is always, it's a hard thing to do. We can't predict exactly when, but I would say now, especially if you're in at your doctor's office and they offer you the flu shot, go ahead and get it. There's no reason to delay it at this point. Yeah, some people around the world are experiencing an uptick in COVID cases. And I was wondering if that's one of those waves too that ends up coming here in perfect timing for the flu vaccine, for the flu. For the flu, I know. And and as we've said now, you know, a number of times that we have uh, avoided that twindemic the mm-hmm. last couple of years, but experts are really concerned. And you guys know me by now. I'm, I'm not an alarmist, but I am a little bit nervous about this year's mm-hmm. flu season on top of COVID. Um, you know, we just didn't build up any immunity over the last two years against flu. Oh. And of course, with COVID, you know, as soon as start pe- people start going um, inside, we probably will see an uptick mm-hmm. in cases there as well, Hoda. Right. Get a flu shot in your booster at the same time. Same time. You yeah. can yes. do that, right? Yeah. You okay. absolutely can. Thank you. Thank you, Doc. All right, we need a boost, my dear. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. I got a double boost. Oh. Okay, because kids do the funniest things. I just made that up right now. All right, look at this one-year-old Riley. He was not amused when her big sister tried to snag a bite of her birthday cake. Riley gives big sis a full-on wow. death stare. She's like, don't. After that, nobody dared to lace Riley's cake. No. Uh, you know, maybe when she went down for a nap, it was free for all. Okay, then, two-year-old Sky found out that when you go picking blackberries in the wild, they may not be as sweet as you thought they would be. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, it's sour. <laughs> Oh my God, sweetest guy was out with a family along the Cascade Range in Washington, where blackberry season runs from May through September. So Sour. it's about over. Sour. Oh. Cutie. Still ahead on Pop Star this morning, Brad Pitt, Oscar winner and world-class sculptor. We're going to take you inside that superstar's very first public art exhibit. Wow. But first, our exclusive one-on-one with tennis legend Roger Federer on the difficult decision to retire, how close he came to making it much sooner than that, and the many highlights from his iconic career, plus what he's looking forward to as he gets ready for his final professional match this weekend, Mm. right after this. Mm. 
Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. In life, we're often driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to find candidates isn't to search. It's to match with Indeed. Indeed's a matching and hiring platform used by over 300 million global monthly users, according to Indeed data. Need quality candidates fast? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. And you'll connect with candidates in no time. And it's not just faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And here's the best part. Listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit, giving your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back. Tennis legend Roger Federer announced his decision to retire last week. Yeah, it was a bittersweet moment for one of the greatest players of all time. And, of course, for a co-anchor of mine as well, too, <laughs> while you were in London, you had a chance to not only cover the Queen, but to go and, and meet up with Roger. Yes. Mm-hmm. We know Roger, when he was here last, promised us he would never retire. Mm-hmm. But sadly, the time has come. <laughs> Roger is in London for the Laver Cup. It will be the final match of his competitive career. And as he prepares to exit center court, he took time to reflect on this epic 24-year run and his impact on the game he says he will always love. We're walking out into the arena. hmm are you going to miss this moment? Everyone, Roger! Yeah. <laughs> this moment where the whole crowd, you know, chants her name or is so happy to see you. It really is what you then work for or go into rehab for or do surgeries for. It's <laughs> yeah. true. You Why know? you work so hard. In more than 1,500 matches over 24 years, Roger Federer gave his heart, soul, and body to the game he loves, making the decision to retire not easy. It seemed like even... As recently as Wimbledon, you were still holding out some hope yeah. that you could return. I was already very unsure if I should show up at Wimbledon because I was hurt and um, having not played for a year. So I didn't know if I was supposed to be there. And when I spoke on the court, I said, I hope I see you all next year playing. And I really meant that because I really still have belief that I was going to make it. Um, a couple of weeks later, I really felt the knee is no good. I did a scan. It wasn't where I wanted it to be. So Federer took some much-needed time off from rehab with his wife, Mirka, and four children to reflect. When I came back from vacation, I could really feel the feeling growing in me that I don't think I can make it back. I could feel very quickly like it's done. Is it one of those things where they say sometimes there's the stages of grief? Did you feel all those feelings? Yes, all of it. And also the ones where I don't want to deal with it. I just don't want to think about it. Don't talk to me about it. I went through a lot of sadness and emotional uh, moments where 
just you know how you start thinking about everything you're going to miss and then you just think oh my god my life's going to be miserable after and then you realize no 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 actually we're going to have more time so we're going to do all these amazing things now so it's going to be great you know unretiring is a thing now i know tom brady now no. serena seems to be wavering a little you're done no no i am definitely done i know that yeah the end of an era for decades, Federer's on-court acrobatics and did-that-just-happen moments have thrilled legions wherever he went. What has it meant to you to have these fans who are so devoted and so devout and rooting for you all <laughs> over the world like every match was a home game for Roger How do you Federer? know? How do you know they're like I, that? I don't know. I might be one of them. You might have heard. <laughs> no, but uh, it's that's like my number one concern you know and uh, is them not being able to spend more time with them fed fans were faithful because he was great but also good showing uncommon grace a far cry from this roger everyone marvels that your parents raised you they encouraged your tennis but they didn't put a ton of pressure on you how did they pull that off i guess they had a good balance and i must have also loved the game they just didn't like it when they would go on weekends for tennis tournaments and I would behave like a brat on the court and shout and scream and commentate and throw rackets and be unprofessional and not having my drinks ready or whatever it was. People can't believe this about you because yeah, you're like, now you're like Spock. <laughs> You, you're cool but under pressure. My whole generation of friends, we were all the same. We were all insanely crazy at the time. It's funny because a lot of people do think like your generation is Djokovic and Nadal and mm -hmm. Federer. But your generation is also Agassi and Sampras yeah. and Andy Roddick, which speaks right. to your longevity. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess I was also a little bit the bridge, I guess, between the older generation and then this generation that we see, now the new generation even coming up with uh, Rude and Alcaraz and everybody. So um, I'm very proud of that fact that I was able to play for, for this long. I do miss that other generation of the Sampras and Agassiz. And then... Obviously, the Roddicks, the Safins, the Hewitts, the Ferreros, Alcaraz's coach now. Um, those were my almost my favorite years. Of course, then it was the family years, but those beginning years were just insane. Being able to share the locker rooms with my heroes and idols, and it was uh, like a kid in a candy shop. You and Rafa have been fierce rivals on the court, but astonishingly, you have become friends, mm -hmm. genuine friends. How does a rivalry become a friendship like that? I think through respect, you know, and I think also his, his family is wonderful. And I think um, both families respect each other a lot. My parents, his parents, uh, um, both teams. Uh, yes, it got heated and it was intense in certain moments. Naturally, you know, you get a little bit agitated sometimes at each other. But I think overall, always me and Rafa, we were always to, able to keep a, a cool head throughout. So Rafa... <laughs> <laughs> it's just wonderful that after everything that we've gone through, we're able to actually have a quite a normal uh, relationship, which is uh, very, very nice. You had those years of meteoric success. You also then had some wilderness years where you were out there, but there were years that passed between Grand Slam titles. Did you ever want to give up in those moments? Did you have... Um, a low point no. at that time? I mean, look, uh, uh, funny enough, so I have twin girls, as you know, Myla and Charlene, they were born in 09, just after I became, uh, I think I was world number one. The girls were born, and from that moment on, 
2010 and 11, I didn't win in slam. I remember changing diapers, bathing the girls, um, just being a dad. But then when the boys were born, uh, things really, that, I mean, that rocked the boat, obviously, because uh, going on the road with four kids every single week, um, you know, was, was hard to say the least. And from being maybe the dominator, I became the challenger and I liked that role as well. I actually really stayed, uh, stayed hungry throughout. Not all professional athletes would prioritize their family and say, we're all going on the road together. Oh, that was the only way. I said, I never would I go on the road without my kids and then, then I'd rather retire. And then, I, then I would have had to retire 10 years ago. If it were just about love of the game, Federer would never retire. All these years later, he seems as thrilled and delighted by tennis as that young ball boy from Basel, Switzerland he once was. There's a story that when you beat Andre Agassi, someone came up to him and said, oh, you'll get him next time. And Agassi said, no, he <laughs> changed the game. Okay. Yeah, he's been a wonderful guy. Do you think Andre. you did? Do you feel I don't that know. legacy? I hope I was part of it. I feel like we pushed the tennis into the right direction. And I think I did it my way. I always stay true to myself. And um, people always, it seemed like loved watching me play, which is, I guess, the ultimate compliment. We did. Thank you. Thank you, Roger. Appreciate it, Savannah. Uh, wow, that was extraordinary. Our whole crew was just, they're yeah. like, oh, now we get the obsession. He is the kindest, most generous person with our, his time and with all of our folks there. And, you know, it is emotional for him because he loves tennis. And if not for that darn knee, I think he'd be playing till he was 50. And to watch his evolution that you spotlighted him as kind of a hothead to a mm -hmm. professional to a dad when that line about I would choose I might have chosen retirement yeah, yeah. It, you know yeah. if my kids didn't come well, along it's interesting because some of the tennis analysts would say like well gosh he's got all these kids and so yeah. maybe that's why he didn't win a grand slam yeah. for five years and you know he could have had a few more titles yeah. and he doesn't look at it that way yeah. he's like oh no if my kids weren't with me I would have been out at this game a long, a long time, time ago well you're a lot oh. in the piece that yeah. it wasn't just he wasn't just great he was yeah. good yeah. that's one thing I've always enjoyed about yeah. it not just the longevity not just 24 years at that level yeah the classiest yeah. 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 scandal free like yeah. played the game the yeah. right way for a long time yeah. i know now, well, you yeah. know what the legend the reality lived up to the legend mm -hmm. yeah span those generations you know, yeah the, the bridge that's really and he loves tennis and he said tennis i will never leave you so i think he you know i asked him would you be a coach. tv commentator and he yeah. was like maybe a little i don't know if i'd be any good at it you know he'd love to coach but it, you, then you're on the road again yeah yeah, yeah. but Same for thing. better or freak such as myself i asked if any of the kids had potential. Yeah. He said they all played. He said there was one, I think it's one of the boys that maybe could do it. Oh. But, but, but Roger's like, he's got to get his act together uh -oh. though, if he wants to. Uh -oh. So we shall really see. Cool. Perhaps beautiful. there'll be another generation you of, imagine? of veterans. Oh, yeah. Wow. That was oh, a good beautiful. Thank all right. You. Mr. Okay. Roker, how about a check of the weather? And then Vale could obsess about him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and oh, the generation. It just goes on and on. Oh my God. It's dynasty. Unbelievable. A deranged oh, fandom. Wow. Mind blown. <laughs> Let's show you what we've got as far as your weather's concerned. Some severe storms across the Great Lakes today. More record hides down the Gulf and the Central Plains and a flood risk continuing through the southwest with that monsoonal moisture. And that is your latest weather. Best time of the morning right now. Oh. Pop start. All right, show it in. Yeah. All right, let's dance. First up, Saturday Night Live. Yesterday, we talked about the show's changing.
changing cast heading into the new season. Well, now we know the celebrity lineup who will be hosting oh. the season premiere. Do you want to see? Yes. yes. Here yes. we go. Kicking off the first episode is Top Gun Maverick star Miles Teller. Okay. They'll take the stage next Saturday with musical guest oh, Andrew Lamar. Okay. On October 8th, Irish actor Brendan Gleeson, who you oh. might recognize from movies like Harry Potter yeah. and Troy, makes his SNL debut along with singer Willow Smith. Wow. And on October 15th, Meg Thee Stallion is pulling double duty as both host and musical guest. Wow. Again, you can catch season 48 starting October 1st right here Season on 48. NBC. Just That's think about that for a second. Yeah. Twice as long as Roger Federer. <laughs> there you go. Talk about longevity. I'm going to have some new faces this year, so mm-hmm. it should be good. All right, next up, Brad Pitt. How about this? He's an actor, mm-hmm. a producer, and an artist. Huh? For the first time ever, the Oscar winner is sharing some of his artwork. This is at the Sarah Hilden Art Museum in Finland. His sculptures are part of an exhibit that also features pieces by musician Nick Cave. And this week, Pitt spoke with a Finnish broadcaster about the meaning behind his debut pieces. For me, it's, it, was, it was born out of ownership of, of, of really what I call a, a radical inventory of self. Getting really brutally honest with me and where where um, taking account of, of those I may have hurt or and those I, you know, in, in moments I've just gotten wrong. So many questions. He's an so actor and he's questions. a creative. Well, you know, people like to create. And so like. you have to find a space to do that. Even if you go to Finland, you've he got to do really it, right? He sounds really introspective. Yeah. More introspective so. than I've ever heard So of. I don't know if you saw those pictures there. The collection includes a molded plaster panel. It's mm-hmm. illustrating a gunfight. And then a clear house-shaped sculpture. It shows a bullet's trajectory. So his pieces will be on display through January. Okay. There you go. And finally, Savannah and Hoda. Take a mm. peek inside the latest edition of Us Weekly, and you'll find out what it's like to live a day in the life. Come on, yeah. today. Yeah. Savannah, Hoda, this feature is a timeline from one of your days right after the Queen died. Do you remember this part of it? Have you had well, a chance to see it? Well, that was actually quite a wild day, wasn't it? We started the show. We thought we had some, we were we, we did the NFL watch party, but then I ran off to London. We had, we had a so photo many, shoot. We had so many things planned that, that day. day. That got, yeah, and everything mm. got turned upside down. So they kind of followed us along on our two. We had kind of parallel paths. We mm. had a couple things together. Savannah ran to the airport. And but that's a day in the life. That's yeah. a day yeah. in the life. It's it what happened. It was, it was fun. It was yeah. really fun. Congrats. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, coming up. Oh, my gosh. Come on. A special <laughs> guest is arriving. The one. The only. Oh, oh Tyler Perry. Hi, Tyler. <laughs> how adorable. Okay, he... Tyler's got a new movie, y'all. It has been in his drawer collecting dust for 27 years. <laughs> he blew it off, made a movie. It's on Netflix, and it's getting raves. So we're going to talk to Tyler in just a little bit. We are back now. It is 8.30 on this Wednesday morning. It's the 21st of September, 2022. Oh. That's right. An enthusiastic crowd on the plaza, too. Tyler Perry's taking selfies. Oh, it's a good bunch. And you know why? I think they're excited because this guy's right here. Tyler Perry, the one, the only. Look, we love Tyler. We all know we love his comedies. But wait till you see his next project. It is very personal to him. Mm -hmm. We cannot wait to talk to Tyler about A Jazz Man's Blues, a new movie debuting on Netflix. Yeah, and if you ever get into a funk, watch one of Tyler Perry's commencement addresses. Absolutely. It'll pull you up. Yeah, Yeah, it'll pull you up. Plus, Morgan Radford's here. She's going to introduce us to a revolutionary new approach to teaching. It's making a huge difference and the lives of a lot of students. And coming up in our third hour, my conversation with Oprah to get a first look at the new documentary about the great Sidney Poitier. 
I was sitting on the linoleum floor and was babysitting my half-brother and sister and watching on a Magnavox black and white TV. Then he wins. I was 10 years old. And I had the thought that if a colored man could do that, if he could do that, I wonder what I can do. Okay. Thanks, Tyler. We'll also hear from the director and Portier's own daughters sharing their memories and why he was so remarkable on and off screen. No, uh, there's obviously, that was an interview of a lifetime. I mean. Me. You've had a yeah. couple. You had Dr. Joe Biden. It was, and it was all in one weekend. Yeah. I you're having a moment. We'll talk about it. I know. Yes. No, you're on a roll. <laughs> uh, we should mention, by the way, Carrie Sanders tomorrow is going to be back in his happy place. He's going to join us in the water. Oh, oh. He's going to join us from a boat off the coast of Florida, helping release baby sea turtles oh, into the ocean. And by oh. the way, those, those aren't just any turtles. They're giving scientists oh. a glimpse into their underwater world. So again, we're looking forward to that. That's coming up tomorrow on Today. That, Carrie Sanders from with Turtles. Is that not so soothing, just watching yeah. that? Oh, it's very zen. All right, Mr. Roker, how about a check of the weather? But first... This portion of today is sponsored by the all-new Grand Wagoneer. Grand Adventures return. That's great. Just standing here. And then you got Tyler Perry. Just standing, just standing over there. Just kind of just hanging out. Just being Tyler Perry. That's it. That's it. He's just being Tyler Perry. It's Tyler Perry's world. We're just in it. And in fact, let's show you some of the weather in Tyler Perry's world. Right now, the weekend outlook, much cooler in the northeast, very fall-like, staying hot down through the Gulf, sunny and warm out west. Then on Saturday, we're looking at Picture perfect weather. Great lakes to the northeast, mid-Atlantic. Record highs down south, warm and dry out west. Sunday, Sunday! We're looking for mild weather in the Rockies. That heat continues in Texas. Sunshine in the southwest and the plains. Some showers and storms in the lower Mississippi River Valley. And that is your latest weather, Savannah. It sure is, Al. Thank you. Okay, attention sports fans. One of the most exciting team events in golf, the President's Cup, teeing off this week, pitting 12 of America's best golfers against a dozen of the top international players. Yes, yes. Joining us to preview the action from down in Charlotte, North Carolina. Jordan Spieth representing the U.S. squad and Adam Scott from the international team. Gentlemen, good morning to both of you. Morning. So, morning. I nice mean, to be with you. You know, here's the thing. As you know, golf very much an individual sport, but over the next few days, it's very much a team sport. Team USA, eight straight. How much pressure does that put on us, Jordan? Um, I don't, I don't think much. I think... Uh, <laughs> We're doing a good job of staying in our own lane. We're trying to stay in our own lane. I think we're, uh, you know, we're pretty, we're pretty um, dialed in on trying to do, you know, what we normally do in a tournament week, free each other up. Everybody on the team is pretty good at what they do, so trying to get out of each other's way and have a lot of fun. Adam, uh, I know that you've got a terrific team ahead. What do you think you guys have to do to make it to get it done this week? Well, we've brought in. Uh eight fresh faces to our team this week and uh, it's a pretty new young international team and I think uh, maybe a few surprises for all the golf fans out there how good some of these young kids are but uh, we've come together well and we've prepared as best we can the US team is of course favorites and and a very strong team but anything can happen over this format 18 hole match play is a little bit of a sprint different to our regular week so 
we're staying very optimistic and hopefully we can give them a good run for their money. All right. Well, Adam, Scott, thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Jordan Spieth. Go Team USA, guys. Good luck to you. And once again, the 2022 President's Cup teeing off tomorrow through Sunday down there in Charlotte, North Carolina. You can tune in exclusively across NBC, Golf Channel, and Peacock for complete coverage. Coming up next, Tyler Perry. His new movie is based on a script he wrote nearly 30 years ago. We're going to talk about the moving reason he waited so long to make it and a lot more. But first, this is Today on NBC. Ah, the moment is here. Mm -hmm. Tyler Perry has been making us laugh for years, including, of course, the Medea franchise. But for his latest film, he's strictly behind the camera, directing and writing a drama he first did 27 years ago. He wrote this. Yeah, it's called A Jazz Man's Blues. It's the story that follows forbidden love, and it all starts with an innocent introduction. Tyler <laughs> Perry, good morning. Good morning. We love the fact this was something you wrote. You were a kid when you wrote this. 27 years ago. You're about 26 years old, yeah, yeah. You're 26 years old. You put it in a drawer. You put it away. What made you decide, let me dust that off. Let me see if now's the time for Just it. watching what's, you know, I, I had to be strategic in what I was doing before. So I had to make sure I had hit after hit after hit. So this yeah. one, I wanted to just take my time and do it at the right moment. But watching what's happening in our society where the banning of books, the watering down of history of black people in America, yeah. the homogenizing of slavery and Jim Crow. So I wanted to tell this story and I thought now's the time. It's huh. a love story, but it's mm -hmm. also a story that does raise all of those issues. Yeah, yeah. When I think about you 27 years ago, 26 mm -hmm. years old, where were you in your mm -hmm. life when you wrote this? Struggling and broken. I, had, I got an opportunity. What I would do if, if I wanted to see a show, I would sneak in at intermission when everybody came out to smoke at the theater. <laughs> so I went into the Alliance Theater and I saw an August Wilson play. I think it was Two Trains Running at the time. Mm. And I met him afterwards and he was so encouraging. He said, you know, write what's in your heart. And I went home and started writing Jazz Man. It all poured out of me. Mm, you yeah. know, it's like when you look at these actors, I'm surprised I, they're not household names. They're so good at what they do. But you found people who were uh, relatively new to the business, people who we don't know yet. Yeah. My, and my hope is that they become household names because they are brilliant yeah. in these performances. And I'm so proud of Josh and Solea and Austin. I can go mm. down the list of everybody. <laughs> Amira, Mwana, I can go every, everybody. But I, I just wanted... Uh, I look back at what I've done in the past and I was always at the forefront of uh, l launching or helping new mm -hmm. talent, you know, from a very young Idris Elba's first movie to Viola Davis working with me very <laughs> early on. on. So you got so an eye for talent. I'm, yeah. so, I'm hoping they, I'm hoping they have the same results. You know, I, I hear that you don't read reviews, no, no, <laughs> but I, I know that you know that this has received good reviews because none other than your friend Oprah called <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. And did she really, she read one of these beautiful reviews what, to you? Yeah, she, the Variety review. She said, listen, um, did you see it? I was like, no, I just I can't let any of that in. I just, no, it's really, I was like, no, no, no. She said, I'm going to read it. No, 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 oh. can you read it? No, I'm reading it to you on the phone. She read She read the review <laughs> on the phone and got emotional halfway through it because she, she's just so, Oprah's just so happy for me. Why is she moment. so proud of you? Yeah, I, I think it's just, it's just a genuine thing because I've known her for 18 years now and she's watched my growth through all of this and she's just such a wonderful person. You said back when you you were 26, you were broke. You were just mentioning to Savannah. And I remember listening to you. I don't know whether it was an interview with me or something you mm -hmm. said, but I remember it so vividly. You lived in New Orleans and you said when you were younger, you used to drive down like St. Charles Avenue mm -hmm. where there are beautiful homes when you didn't have any money because you wanted to see where you were going to live. Yeah. And you would go to parking lots where they were selling cars and you wanted to get behind the wheel of like a Mercedes because you wanted to feel the car that you were going to drive. Tell me about that idea. You had to see yeah. before you could actually have. 
Exposure is exposure, like the understanding of that I can have these things, that this is possible because other people have it. Why can't I? And it wasn't necessarily about the material things as much as it was about the idea of dreaming and touching and feeling. I think just having exposure to things around the world has changed my entire outlook on yeah. so much. And I think that if more of us could, we would just be people that could evolve into understanding more cultures and people and, and respecting each other. So exposure is really important. I'm not talking about a Mercedes in a house. I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about just yeah, yeah. exposure life, and life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, where sure. did that belief come from? Yeah. Because, I mean, it's deep within you, yeah. mm-hmm. even in your darkest day, even yeah. with mm-hmm. all of the difficulties of your childhood, which mm-hmm. you've talked about. Deep down, you knew, yeah. it seems, yeah. You knew you were headed for great things. I, well, I, I was very, very hopeful, but but my mother took me to church every Sunday. My my I, uh, grandfather was a minister. I went to seminary school for a while as mm-hmm. a teenager. So I had this. I've always had this tremendous deep faith, and I just always believed that things will work out. And mm-hmm. to be in this place and feel it and see it working out, and it inspiring so many other people. That's what I was going to say. Love it. yeah. It's like the paying yeah. forward piece mm-hmm. of your life that I'm so into too. Yeah. It's like. You're on top of the mountain and you're like, you come up here with me. You come up here with me. Like, that's what you're that's what you're doing. I don't feel like it's that selective <laughs> as much as I feel like there are people who like even at the studio, people I have people who are working for me who have been in jail for six, 12, 20 years. And they come out they're in the grip in the electric department and the whole studio is just people coming in the I, eyes wider than anything you can imagine. Never having a chance to to have these kind of opportunities. Yeah. So it's awesome. And you're given the shot. That's thank you. We love you, by the way, Tyler. I love we really do. We do. You're just so inspiring and so proud of you this is an amazing amazing project 27 years in the making but right on time absolutely right and to meet some of those stars that you were talking about stars that we may not know you're going to rejoin jenna and myself at 10 o'clock and we're going to meet some of the stars of the show along with tyler it's going to be really cool we're we're excited out on netflix we'll know them now coming up soon all right tyler thank you Mm -hmm. coming up next what happens when students get to bond with teachers on a personal level and feel safe and supported? Well, guess what? It's a recipe for academic success. Go figure. Morgan Radford has a firsthand look at a new approach. It's really helping schools thrive. But first, this is Today on NBC. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities.
We are back, 846 now, with our special series, Building Classroom Connections, sponsored by the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative. The kids are back in school, but the conversations happening in many of their classrooms are probably different than you remember. NBC's Morgan Radford is here to explain. Hi, Morgan. Good morning. Morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. So this is a pretty cool concept. Many schools are adopting a new approach to learning, one that not just focuses on academics, but really the totality of the student's life. So the idea behind it is that if you can actually help the whole student, you can set them up for better outcomes academically. So our sponsor, CZI, introduced us to Valor Collegiate Academy, where they say this whole child approach to learning is really paying off, helping them become one of the most successful schools in all of Tennessee. We're going to take one more deep breath. This is Circle. You invited me to a party. Once a week, students check in, open up, and share. That motivates me to make other people feel included, too. Small groups gather during school, led by a teacher and joined by peers, to talk about anything from grades and friendships to family concerns. It's all part of a growing approach to learning, focusing on the whole child. Seeing them as a whole child means that we see all parts of them and how all of that comes together to help them learn. Ashley Smith runs the school's culture program here at Valor Collegiate, a network of schools in Nashville, Tennessee, ranging from grades 5 through 12. She says one of the key ways they help kids learn is through Circle. Kids learn to express emotions, a key part of Circle that can especially be a help for adolescent boys. Devon Coakley is a junior who plays varsity soccer. He admits that opening up has really helped him thrive. There are some old school styles of thinking where people say, guys can't cry. What do you say to people who feel that way? You're shaking your head? That way of thinking is dead. When we lost the state championship, I bawled my eyes out in front of everybody. I didn't care who saw. Once I came to Valor, I learned that it doesn't matter what gender you are, you can cry. You're able to have emotions. You're able to express your emotions. Junior Johnny Martin agrees. It's okay to be vulnerable and express your feelings to people that you feel safe around. Devon and Johnny are among the students who say the support they've received at school has been invaluable, helping them grow with the community they can count on. Coming to this school was probably one of the best things that happened to me. It grew my personality and, and I discovered who I was as a person via circle. We're going to be looking for a couple things. Katie Marshall teaches creative writing at the high school. She also runs a circle each week. As a teacher, what does Circle do for you? Circle with students really helps me connect with them better in a way that makes the classroom feel so much more like a community and less like just a classroom. When I am in a class with students I've been in Circle with, I feel like our relationship is so strong that it brings up the culture of the whole room. Part of that community is mentoring. Miss Marshall personally mentors about 20 students at Valor as part of the program. Valor really has this teacher and student relationship where like, hey, even during class, they notice you're not doing well, like, let's talk about it. Almendra Padron was assigned to Miss Marshall during the height of the pandemic. When it came to like sharing in circle, I shared how I was feeling, my worries about my family's financial state. The future of Almendra's mom's job was uncertain. And when Miss Marshall heard that, she stopped by her house with a gift card. An act Almendra says she's never forgotten. I was really scared. I was really like vulnerable. And when you came by my house and you dropped me off that gift card, I think it really just showed you cared for me like as a person and not just another student. <laughs> Thank you. 
Almendra is in Miss Marshall's class this year and says that having that open line of communication and support makes their time inside the classroom more productive. Does that translate now when Almendra is in your classroom, that closeness? Yeah, part of the battle of teaching sometimes is just building relationships with students and getting to know them, and I don't really have to do the hard work of earning their trust. Now I've already done that. That connection is paying off. It's also boosting academic scores. According to the state, Valor Collegiate ranks in Tennessee's top 5% for achievement and growth. That success and that support of students, a key to their futures. Something that will stay with the kids of Valor long after they leave the halls and the people who embraced them. It's really just students supporting students and teachers supporting students. I don't have to struggle. I really have people there to help me and become the best student I can. So what's really cool is that it's not just students who get support from these circles. Teachers participate in their own circles with each other on a weekly basis because they say, look, this job is hard. We have to support mm-hmm. each other. Oh, my God, this concept. By the way, I'm surprised it's not in other schools. It seems so smart. They show vulnerability, and mm-hmm. that brings connection. So is that something that people can find more about if they live somewhere else, not in Tennessee? Funny you should ask. So we have a companion podcast okay. coming out on this very topic. We actually interviewed Priscilla Chan as well, and you can hear from other students and teachers about how how this all affects them and what it means for their daily lives. So we have Priscilla Chan, the co-founder of the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, which we mentioned, and she opens up about her own kids and why she's so passionate about education and this particular style of learning. So to listen, you can search Building Classroom Connections wherever you get your podcast, or you can open the camera on your phone right here, point it at the screen. You can see that QR code and you can learn more. Mm, Another good story. Inspiring. Thank you, Morgan. Thank you, Morgan. We're back in a moment. This is Today on NBC. Welcome back. Mr. Roker feels like a good time to do some birthday. Uh, nothing we would rather do more. Let's spin those smuckers jars and see who we've got on them. Let's start off with Miss Bianca Vilander. Happy 100th birthday. She's a Hallmark Movies fan from LaGrange, Illinois. The secret to her longevity, she says, eating a lot of homemade Italian food. Abudanza. This is one of my favorite names ever. Let's say hello to Mama Joe Niblet. <laughs> Mama Joe Niblet of Jasper, Georgia. Uh, this Fisher woman is 100. She's born in a log cabin up in the mountains. Loves to take in the great outdoors. Happy 100th birthday to Henry Smith, a World War II veteran from Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Multiple medals received for his service, and we salute you, sir. Rosella Mendoza of Woodbridge, Illinois, is 100. Owned her own store when she lived in the Philippines. Gene Psyche of Madison, Wisconsin, 101, likes to show off her musical talents by playing the ukulele. And last but not least, happy 100th birthday to Mr. Freddie Demings, a hard worker from Orlando, Florida, dedicated his life to providing for his family, didn't retire from the workforce until he was 80 years old. Man. But Mama Joan Niblett. Mama, Mama Joan Mama Mama Joe Niblett. You'll yeah, be yeah. saying that for a long time, <laughs> oh, yeah. Roker. That is a good name. All right, coming up. On the fourth hour. And Tyler Perry's coming back. Yes, Tyler. Of course, yeah. Next hour, in our third hour, Nobel Peace Prize winner Malali Zafzai is joining us to talk about her ongoing and highly personal fight for girls' education. That's right. And Donny Osmond. Donny Osmond. Oprah. 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 It's a jam-packed 9 o'clock hour. It's like the Star Wars bar of celebrities. (laughs) That's right. Only no music. Yes. My son had a gift with technology. 
with reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program. The world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project UP, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities.